Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Come on, come on. That sounds like you're down in the valley a little bit. Come on up where you really belong. We're going to focus in on some lyrics that Joe and Jennifer just sang many, many years ago, of course. It's nice to be able to get up there, but I want to know if you can stay there. For example, it's nice to be able to get to the Super Bowl, but can you do it two years in a row? That would be Seattle. They've got an incredible quarterback. I'm not talking that I'm a Seattle fan, but they have an incredible quarterback who has climbed many mountains. But he's a young man who also has gone through tragedy and the loss of some loved ones in his life, but he has a strong faith in Jesus Christ. I want to give this snippet to you this morning as we get ready to launch into God's Word. And I was thinking while they were singing that, I'm wondering how many may be struggling with a song like that before God's Word. But I think there's ways that we can take things that the world has sung or used, bring it back in, and let it be a message to our own hearts. So last week or two weeks ago, when Seattle, and I noticed that Coach Hammonds is not here today, he is a huge Green Bay Packer fan. Sorry, Tom. The Packers had that game pretty well locked up. They led 16 to nothing in Seattle, and things looked really dim for the Seattle Seahawks. But Russell Wilson, who knows where he belongs, up where he really desires to be, went to all of the offensive players and said, stay with it, we're going to win this game. We're going to win. It's already midway through the third quarter, and they're down 16 to nothing. And he's talking about winning. Well, as you know, if you follow sports at all, and you know that next Sunday is the Super Bowl, but how many know that every day in God is a super day? It really is because the miraculous will open up. You know that Seattle won in overtime. Russell Wilson was found at the close of the game on the field with other athletes bow in prayer and tears streaming down his face and acknowledging his relationship and his faith in Jesus Christ. What will it take for you to come through the valleys? What will it take for me to maintain when the storms are coming? I think the lyrics from our song this morning will give to us exactly what we need. And I'm going to give you four words from the lyrics that you heard. First of all, you heard them sing that the road is long. How many agree? I don't know what to do with Christians who think that they're on a short-term schedule. Walking with God is a difficult assignment when you're going against the current. Oh, we need more honesty in the pulpits. Sometimes we get way too flowery. I wish I could tell you after almost 40 years of walking with the Lord and in ministry that the road wasn't as long as we think. It's extremely long. 
And that's why we're encouraged to pray, even so come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, because the road is long. So everyone say with me this morning, perseverance. Okay, we'll be talking about that in just a few moments. Then they also sang, there are mountains in my way. How many know that you have faced some mountains in your life already? Okay, but see, Jesus is going to talk about that this morning. See, when the church can't get it, the world will let you know. We should be leading from the front, but often we're not where we're supposed to be. By the way, when I'm preaching, I'm not preaching to just those who are here. I'm preaching to the body of Christ. So there are mountains that are going to come into young people's lives and into our lives. And the way through the mountains is faith. Everyone say faith. And then the next thing that Joe sang about, he said, but we climb a step every day. I'm nervous around people who think they can scale it just like that. Having lived in the mountains a few years back, having done some snow skiing in the mountains and hiking in the mountains, I have good news for you. If you think you can do it all in one day, you're mistaken. So we climb a step every day. Everyone say endurance. If there's one thing that many are lacking in the body of Christ is the ability to endure. I mean, I can get fired up and jacked up in here on a Sunday morning, but I need that same energy on Wednesday. And that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say endurance. And then, of course, you should already have the last one. And then they said, love lifts us up where we belong. And the epitome and the, and the embodiment of the Christian life is a life of love. Everyone say love. Those are the four words that we're going to be looking at this morning. As we talk about what will it take for me to stay up where I belong. Yesterday, I was actually planning to do some other things and my son threw in a curveball. How many know you got to be able to hit a curve along with a fastball? And he said to me, hey dad, on the Big Ten channel, they're celebrating Ohio State's national championship right now at the shoe. So what do I do? I throw everything to the wind. And I have to sit down and take that all in. There went my schedule. How many are dictated by their schedule? I have a word from the Lord this morning. If you're dictated by your schedule, God's going to bring some interference this year because there's going to be some divine interruptions. We can overschedule ourselves. Let me give you an example. Friday afternoon, I was in an IEP meeting at 3 o'clock. I had scheduled a meeting here at 5 o'clock, and then at 6 o'clock, I was to be at Lancaster. My last two appointments got blown up because I wasn't even out of Williston at 5.30. It was like quarter to 6. Do you see how things can happen? And if you're married to your agenda, if you're married to your agenda, you won't be up there very long. You're coming down. Come on, church. I'm not 21 preaching my first message. I'm trying to tell you something that is very important to your walk in Jesus Christ. From our teenagers to our adults to those of us who might be considered senior citizens. But we don't think that. You do. To stay up where you belong, you're going to need to embrace what Dr. Vance Havner said many years ago. We must learn how to be flexible in the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's a good... Oh, by the way, he was Southern Baptist. 
I put that out there every once in a while so that you know that I try to get information from a a source of resources. Let me say that quote again. We must learn how to be flexible in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, I was freaking out Friday afternoon. Like, if I could have been the conductor of that meeting, I would have shut that down at 4 o'clock so I could get back in here at 5 o'clock so I could be in Trenton by 6 o'clock. And you're thinking, but maybe you overscheduled. No, it was that they ran too long. But when those kind of things come up, what do you do? Do you stay up where you belong or do you come down with the events of the day? A lot of people are driven by their circumstances and not by the power of Christ. Am I preaching in here this morning or what? There are many people call it a good day when everything they have on their list is done. I'm one of those. Let me give you an example. Every day I have a DIN that I put on my email in the office at school. It's called Do It Now. The things that I need to get done. For some reason, I don't know how I did this, but at the close of the day, I ended up sending my DIN list to my entire faculty and staff. And they're freaking out, like, what's going on with you? I said, I apologize sincerely. I said, it's the list of things that I've got to get done every day. I accidentally sent it to you. And they said, wow, that's pretty cool. Were you hinting anything? Not really, but maybe. I I really wasn't, but maybe. But sometimes I get married to the things I think I've got to get done. And I can almost bypass the things that God brings in. And then all of a sudden, I don't have any air in my tire, and I'm not up on the mountaintop anymore. Now I'm back in the valley because, uh-oh, something, somebody threw me a curveball. And so someone asked, and I didn't think it was fair to ask this question. Someone asked Urban Meyer yesterday, will you guys repeat next year? Don't you see how we are? We're never satisfied. We're never satisfied. If God breaks loose in a service, we think every service has got to be like that service. How could you script next year when you don't even know? I mean, you're going to do the things like persevere. You're going to walk by faith. You're going to have endurance. You're going to walk in love. But we don't know what the battles are going to be this year. But we need those principles, and so we're getting ready now to dig into God's Word. Anybody having fun in here this morning? See, I'm not interested in you getting there I'm asking, can you stay there? It's cool when Christians have that moment in the sun. But I want you to know, as I said to my son the other, the other week when we were out on a cloudy day, and I said, the sun is always shining behind the clouds. And I said, my dad taught me that. It's actually an old hymn. And then all of a sudden, the sun broke through the clouds. It's always a sunny day. You just got to get through the clouds. Get through the clouds. The sun is always shining behind the clouds. Come on, church. Give God praise in this place. So if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to go to the book of Romans chapter 8. This is going to be our main text. And then we're going to travel quickly through those four principles. Principle number one was perseverance. Good answer. Principle number two is faith. Principle number three is endurance. And principle number four is love. And that's what cements all other principles. When you run out of love, your perseverance drops down. 
When you're low on love, there goes your faith. When you're low on love, there goes your endurance. If you want to know who Jesus was, he embodied these principles. He knew how to persevere. Even when he dropped the cross, or the cross was so heavy it dropped him, he still knew his destination was Calvary, Golgotha. He was a man of great endurance against all the religious foes. Good preaching, pastor. He absolutely embodied what it meant to speak to the mountains and watch them move. Healing people on the Sabbath really freaked out the religious people. And he always did it in love. Boy, I need to tap into that. Come on, church. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you say with me this morning, I am persuaded that I belong up and not down. Amen. Many of us are guided by our emotions. If we're having a good day and the temperature's good on the inside, then everything's beautiful on the outside. But mess me up on my dials on the inside and then all hell breaks loose on the outside. We've got to learn how to live from the inside out. So let's look at these characteristics of what it means to be able to stay up where we truly belong. First of all, I want our young people to know and all of us as adults who already know this, the road of life can be very long. And that's why sometimes people check out because it's so difficult. And that's why I would like for you to consider with me, just consider please, that we will be a lot more guarded if someone happens to check out on their own. Please don't stand in judgment. You do not know what their road looked like. Ooh, that was good preaching right there, Pastor. Let me give you an example. Costa Kara George, who played at Ohio State, who was a big uh, 10 wrestling individual. You would think he had everything. He exited life. You and I do not know really what was going on in his world. Therefore, we should not pass judgment. The road is long. It's challenging. And we need not go alone. We're going to need others to walk with us. I want to declare and decree this is a non-judgmental house. Yes. Glory to God. Let, let that one break loose right there. Unless you're walking the same road that somebody else is walking, maybe we don't have anything to say at that moment. But to take it to the Lord and leave it there. Because your road is probably different than my road. And I shouldn't try to get you to leave your road and come to my road. God has mapped out your road. Walk it. And sometimes God will permit you to run that road. Here's a great quote about perseverance. Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. Amen. Aren't you glad for seasoned men and women of God that aren't just getting started in the ministry? I'm telling you, living the Christian life is hard work. 
And after you get done doing that, it's still going to have some hard places in it. The journey isn't always easy. There's not always cupcakes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I'm tired of seeing Ohio State basketball play cupcake schedule. And then they get into the meat of their schedule and they're getting beat. Let me transfer that. I'm tired of seeing Christians wine and dine on cupcakes and then they get into the meat of God's Word and they start puking. Come on, that's good preaching right there. We love to play the Cinderella teams. We love to be able to prance around when there's nobody that we're really competing against. But oh, did you mean I have to face Goliath tomorrow? Well, let me run back over here and be like the Israelites and just praise him. But the Bible says David ran to the battle. Mmm, good preaching, brother. Mmm. See, we are quick to look at schedules and go, man, they're, they're 19 and 2 because they've not played anyone. And most Christians have the same schedule. They're not competing against anything. Oh, that's good preaching right there. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says... <coughs> thank God for healing. Amen? I thank the Lord for divine healing every day. Hallelujah. Well, why don't you say what you really mean? I will. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in our tongues. Do you want me to speak sickness over you and over my life so that I can receive more? I speak divine healing over my body. And I speak to my body that it has to line up with the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. I want to encourage you this morning, keep your eyes on the prize. And this is what the Bible is talking about in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and may I simply add to that... Not only are we surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, but there are men and women in this ministry that will walk with you through the valleys, through the stony places, through the rough places of your road. They'll walk with you. Please do not be a lone ranger. Let's lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Sometimes we need to do what Jesus did. Simply endure what we're going through. Sometimes we have to absolutely embrace what is in our lives, knowing that we're not the only one that's going through it. So this morning, as we move away from principle number one, I want you to know the road could be long, but perseverance will get you to your goal. Perseverance will take you to your objective. I want to encourage you, stay on the road. Well, then the second principle this morning is the one on faith. In the song they sang, there are mountains in my way. And I want to share this quote with you and then two scriptures. The man who moves the mountain begins by carrying away small stones. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't go in and speak to the whole mountain. Go ahead and pick up that stone and remove that stone first of all. 
Now, why are you saying that? Well, if you won't speak against the cold, how can you speak against cancer? You've got to take small steps before you take big steps. Before I can believe God for $1,000, let's believe God for $100. So let me put this snippet in there since we're talking about faith. I threw a number out and the Lord threw it back to me with a bigger number. Has he ever done that to you? Or you've given a request and God goes, well, could, could we make it bigger than that? So I said, Father, what we are going to need is the ministry moves forward. I'm going to ask that you would send into the kingdom X amount, I won't give you that particular number, of millionaires who are going to take care of what you want to do for this tri-county area. Yes. And then the Lord said, the number's higher than that. Call forth 12. And so because I like to dialogue and I always like to question... Hello, parents. You have any of those kids in your life that like to ask questions? Why? When you ask them to do... Why? Maybe some of us were that way. So I asked him, I said, why 12? He said, how many did he choose? That would be his son. He had 12. I'm asking that the leaders will agree with the point person that God's placed in this ministry, that you will agree with me that God is going to send into his kingdom and into this region 12 millionaires who are going to take care of what God wants to accomplish so that even after we're done in our lifetime, it still goes on. So in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 through 21... Jesus said these words, and the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. How many know he may have had a real soft tone of voice, but that still hurts? I don't appreciate it when he says to me, "Uh, you're a little short in stature, but your faith looks like your body. Hello? Hello? Are you there? I, I want him to say, whoa. There's dynamite inside that little package. The littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that was the second zinger. Not only did he say they had little faith, then he said you don't even have the size of a mustard seed. You understand that, right? That's what he was saying. Your faith isn't even at this level. There are mountains in my way. You will say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. But this does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Everyone say with me this morning, it's on the screen. But this, ready? But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Everybody just kind of hoop, holler, and give God praise for the 21 days. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's setting us up. You're absolutely right. The second Sunday of every month for the rest of this year, starting February the 8th, will be a day of prayer and fasting, liquid only for that day. I'm going to invite you to join me. Every second Sunday of the month for the rest of this year, just on that Sunday, second Sunday, we're going to set it aside for prayer and fasting. Why? When I, as an educator, can see demonic influences in the school, where in the heavens? thought I was going to say something else. I would have if I'd have been in a different setting. Where in the world is the church? 
I see demonic influence in the lives of children every day. And that's not going to change until God's people begin praying and fasting. And so I'm asking this ministry to join me on the second Sunday of every month. It will be a day of a liquid fast. And we're praying that things that have been bottled up and held up and mountains that have held this region under the control of the mountain, the mountain has got to move. And it will move in Jesus' name. See, if I was still in my coaching moment and had a locker room, some of you would, who may have been with me back in those days, you know I would have gone just crazy, Brian, right there. But I try to hold it back a little bit because the church is so reserved. But have you noticed that the devil's on the rampage? But the church is just wanting to be so cool, so casual. I'm saying to you, the mountains that have been in this region, they are going to move this year in Jesus' name. Mountains, get ready to move in Jesus' name. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, and we have two principles left to cover. Jesus answered saying to them, have faith in God. And that's who I want you to have faith in. And I really don't even want you to fast on those second Sundays of the month for the rest of this year. If, if you don't have faith in God, don't do it. I know what God is asking me to do and what he's asked me to deliver to this house. If there are mountains in your way, there's a way to get through the mountain. And there's no substitute for prayer and fasting. Let me explain to you this way. When I used to coach basketball, there were certain kids, all they wanted to do was stand out on the three-point line and shoot. But we talked all the time about, can you take the ball off the dribble and can you lay it up soft or can you rack it really hard? I need to know, can you handle the basketball? Did did you get that? So there are some things that are not going to change until we're willing to do what Jesus did. Jesus spent seasons of prayer and fasting. I'm not asking us to go to that level. That is a level. Which he did in the human realm. And please don't use the excuse, but he was God in the flesh. Yes, he was, but he did it in the body. The same kind of body you and I have. That is housed by the Holy Spirit. So we can do more than what we have been doing. Turn to somebody and say, I think he used to be a pusher. Mm Mm-hmm. Truly, and I still am. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's one of the reasons why I've got to continue to fast. Because there's a tendency for me to doubt. But it's going to change this year. And there may be others in here that have a tendency maybe not to doubt, but you worry too much. Maybe that's why you need to start fasting. So that that worrying would be broken off of your life. All things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. So watch this. I'm just going to do what Jesus said to do. Father, I thank you for all the resources for every ministry that is advancing your kingdom. I thank you for the millionaires. I thank you for the property. I thank you for the souls. I thank you, Father God, for the educational pieces that we're going to put in, the counseling pieces, the programs. Father, I've asked, and I'm believing you, and I'm standing on your naked word, and your word will not return void therefore I have faith now mountain be moved in Jesus name as we come down the stretch there's two pieces left 
Joe and Jennifer sang, but we climb a step every day. Boy, if everything would just fall in place right now, I'd be so happy. But the truth is, I've got to take a step today, and tomorrow I've got to take another step. And then in the middle of the week, when the energy's kind of low, and there's all kind of things coming at all of us, that's when we've got to go, you know what, just one step at a time. And I guess there used to be some country singers who used to sing that song. One step at a time, sweet Jesus. However they sang that. I'm not trying to put them down, I'm just understanding. But there is some truth in that. We've got, we've got to take it a step at a time. Some of you that are here visiting and maybe you're going, man, this is going to be my home church. I switched that for you, didn't I? I want you to know we've been here since 1988. This is not our first rodeo. We have been taking small steps. But see, our world teaches us everything's got to happen overnight. That's why kids won't wait. That's why kids go and have sex right now. That's why they end up with STDs. And that's why they have AIDS. And that's why they have miscarriages. And that's why there's abortions. And that's why a host of other things. Because we're not teaching it one step at a time. If you love me, take me. Come on. Come on. We climb a step every day. And for all of our young people or anyone that's single and that's looking forward to get married, every day's not sex in marriage. Sorry, I thought I'd just put that out there. If you can't take a step during the week, there's not going to be much happening on the weekend. And if you won't walk and work with her during the week, why should she show up in the closet? I mean the bedroom, whatever. Oh, you want to be a part of our marriage conference coming up in February. The quote, please, all through my life I've been tested. My will has been tested. My courage has been tested. My strength has been tested. Now my patience and endurance are being tested. Formerly Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Sometimes I'll let you know where those quotes come from and sometimes I won't. But I put that out there on purpose. You're going to be tested. You don't become a world champ just because you've got gifts and talents. You've got to perfect what you've got. I'm looking over at a young man who's going to be involved with basketball. You're going to have to work harder than you've ever worked before in the offseason. You're going to have to give more than you've ever given before. There's going to be times when you're going to feel like your guts are being spilled out. But it's for a worthy cause because of your future. Embrace your future today. But that's not just for him. That's for everybody in the house. Give God praise. We're so addicted to so little, we don't even know when it's good. That was good preaching right there. That was a prophetic word that was just given to a young man. Don't throw away, both of you young men, don't throw away your future because it looks cool right now. Go hard. Go extra hard. Don't listen to what other people are saying. They're not doing what you're doing. Push. Push. Give more. Do more. Be more. Come on. Step up. The race is not for the faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just take it one step at a time. Romans chapter 5, verse 2 to 5. I'll read these scriptures and move to the finish line. Through Him, through who, church? Through Jesus Christ, we have also obtained access by faith into grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, 
but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who's been given to us. So what you're going through, God has initiated that. And see, I don't know how that filters down into what you're facing right now, but behind the scenes stands God. I remember hearing that powerful message by Dr. Vance Habner. Behind the scenes stands God. You've got to know that. You've got to trust the process. You've got to trust the hand behind the process. That in the midst of every difficult moment and hour of suffering, God is still in control. Uh, God is still in control. Oh, I just want to shout. I just want to give a holy Shabbat to God because He is in control. And He is in control of all things. And the church will come forth victorious. Get your head up. Get up where you belong. You are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved you and gave Himself for you. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 states, Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial. Oh my goodness. That is coming on the whole world. Wow. Because you have kept my word, I will keep you. I want to encourage you, hold tightly to God's word. The promise that he gave to you a long time ago or a fresh word that he's placed in your spirit. Hold tightly to his word. He will not fail you. He will not leave you. He will not abort you. He will see the plan through. Trust God. Uh, Give God praise in this place. And now our last principle, quickly back over the the other three. The first one was perseverance. The second one was faith. And I release faith in this house. I release faith. I'm not asking you to walk around like you're lily white and you're perfect and everybody else is anything but that. I just release faith so that when other people say no, you can say yes. When other people call you the underdog, you can come out and be the top dog. I release faith into someone's spirit right now in Jesus' name. And then the endurance, I'm asking you to watch those who've gone before you consider those of the faith and I'm asking you to follow in their footsteps follow me as I follow Christ is what Paul said and so I want to get up to his level and to his realm and to his arena and I'm going to ask those of you that have known Robin and I since 1988 follow us as we follow Christ I'm not asking you to be like me but follow us as we follow Christ Begin having a new level of endurance. Let me explain what that means. You don't even know what I just said on the inside. I'll I'll break it down. I won't say it as rough as I said it to myself. They didn't get that. The other day I was in the gym and of course I'm battling through and healing is taking place in my body. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Oh my God, I'm dying. Keep talking. Just, just, just keep talking. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Oh, F you. Well, you dirty low down S-O. Keep using that kind of language and see what comes back into your life. 
The power of life and death is in your tongue. So the other day I was in the uh, gym early in the morning and I've made a, I've made a commitment and I, I don't want to get away from our last piece, but last Saturday I was with Almond Gunner in the home going of his mother in the celebration service and out of that came this statement and it has so charged me, it has produced electricity inside my life. She was a godly woman and this was basically her model for life. Are you ready? This is what she said. Commitment has been made. Commitment has been made. And now she's home before the Lord. There are many that have made commitments to Jesus Christ. Don't run from those commitments. Find someone who's gone through the valleys and through the hard places and then model what they've modeled before you. Follow me as I follow Christ. So I'm in the, in the weight room the other morning and man, it's really, really, really rough and there's nobody else there but the person who opens up the place. And my head started telling me, just cut back. Just don't do as many reps. Nobody knows. But the man in the mirror, wait till I use that song. That'll freak you out too. You can lie to everybody but the man in the mirror. And man, I just got rip snorting mad and had some snot rolling. And I said, you get back up in there and get this done. It's a dangerous thing for me when I was coaching to push athletes and demand excellence and give me more because I see more inside of you. And then I start coasting and the head will play games with you. But you're not in your 30s anymore. You're not in your 40s anymore. You're still in your 20s. Gotcha. Our heads play games with us. And we sabotage ourselves. Find people who know how to endure. And I was so happy that morning. And I, when I walked out of there, and I, I went over to those bicycles, and I jumped on that sucker, and I said, let's go. You don't know what I was just saying. But I coach myself up differently. We come to the last piece. Love lift us up where we belong. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Dr. Martin Luther King. So if you're walking around with people who are living in darkness and you wonder what's going on in your life, hello. Darkness breeds darkness. I'm talking about lifestyle. And I always want to make sure I'm very clear. When I talk about darkness, I'm talking about lifestyle. I'm not talking about nationalities. I'm talking about lifestyle. So if I'm hanging out with people who are walking in darkness and who are living in darkness, that is going to begin showing up in my life. Hello! Why are we so quiet sometimes? Why are you so concerned about your children when they're beginning to hang out with people when you should stop that a long time ago? Darkness breeds darkness. And hating other people is not going to remove hate. Judging other people will not remove judgment. But love covers a multitude of sins. Oh, let Calvary love explode in this place. And let me be gracious and loving and kind and considerate and more like Christ. And I share that with you. Closing verses. Romans chapter 12 verse 9 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. And in the same book, Romans chapter 13 verse 10 says, Love does not. Harm its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. 
And the last two verses, I'm going to just pause right there. I want to go back to Pastor Riley last Sunday, last Saturday. His message was powerful. And once he got it out there, it was like, that's all I really wanted. The rest was like extra, but I wanted these. And he preached on covering your bases. And at this time, I think I'll bring Joshua up. I won't do that. But I've been schooling him all week on the bases, going back over it. That's the book of Deuteronomy. Parents, what you have learned, you are to teach your children. The lessons that you've learned, pass them on to your children. And be honest, when you have fallen and you hit the wall and you hit the mountain and the mountain was very severe towards you, be honest and tell your children. Let them know. But he said this. Here's what it means to cover your bases. First of all, that your heart is right before the Lord. And that your soul, the soul realm of who you are, that it's always under the guidance and the protection of the Holy Spirit. And third base is your mind. That your mind does not accept the infiltration of all the advertisement documents that the world tries to manufacture. Say no to some things. And then home plate is loving others the way that you've been loved. If God has given you His grace and His mercy and He's covered some things, ladies and gentlemen, there's been more that God has covered in my life than you could ever even begin to imagine. And He's asked me not to even talk about it anymore. Because the Bible says as far as the east is from the west so far has He removed our transgressions. Please stop feeling guilty. Get back up where you belong. You are free in Christ. And those who've been set free in Christ are free indeed. Would you stand with me this morning across this auditorium and let's just begin giving God praise because we belong up where eagles soar. We belong up where endurance rests. We desire and long to be up where faith grows. We long to persevere and may love explode. Come on, church. What do I need to do to let you know who you are in Christ Jesus? You are more than conquerors. Let's bow in prayer. Father, I thank you this morning that you've been so gracious to take me out of all of my religious robes. I thank you that you have forgiven me for some of the most ridiculous things. And a lot of junk that I did that was in the name of Christianity. I want to thank you for the song. I want to thank you for the lyrics. I want to thank you that we are to keep prayer alive. I want to thank you this morning that the road may be long, but we can make it. Father, I want to thank you this morning for love, not just the generic love of this world, but the agape love of your word. And that if even people walk out of our lives, we can still embrace them with love and we can show the love of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for perseverance and I speak perseverance over this house. I speak endurance over this house. I release faith once again to anyone that has been struggling. It's been slippery. It's been difficult. 
And then, Father, those that have been wounded, extremely wounded, hurt, deep hurts, family, friends, colleagues, business situations, I'm asking right now that as the Good Samaritan, Jesus, that you would begin to pour in the oil. (laughs) That the love of Jesus Christ would capture In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.